Please help Mrs. Harrison out. Yeah. Please help Mrs. Harrison out. Please like and subscribe. Welcome to Art Class Time. My name is Christy Harrison, and I've been teaching art to kids ages 4 to 14 for over 12 years now at a small private school in Houston, Texas. Before teaching, I was a graphic designer for over 20 years. I've loved both careers, but I've had so much fun inspiring kids to be creative. I want to share all of the lesson plans I've developed over the years with you. I hope they are useful to you and that you enjoy them too. Let's prepare for teacher in service. In this podcast, I will cover classroom setup, organizing and storing art supplies, student supplies, lesson plans and lesson calendar, and my art apron. I'm going to do my best to be super descriptive, but if you would like to see the things discussed in this podcast, head on over to the companion video at YouTube. Classroom setup. I thought it would be helpful to talk about my classroom setup and the way I organize art supplies and the students' artwork. I am always getting ideas and trying to improve on my setup by checking out other teachers' classroom organization tips because if an art room is not organized, it quickly turns into a disaster zone. I leave a lot of art supplies out and within reach so students can get to them when they need them instead of asking me for them. On my countertop, kids have access to containers of large and small scissors, pencils, pencil sharpener, erasers, scotch tape, rulers, a container of paintbrushes, water containers, and paper towels next to the sink. I also have some scissors that a scrapbooking parent donated that cut in different patterns, and some dies or paper punches that cut the alphabet, hearts, stars, and other shapes out of paper. I never would have bought these items, and I would have missed out on how much the kids love them. I'm so glad they got donated. On one counter, I have a letter tray with five shelves containing how to draw books and reference books, along with adult coloring sheets, booklets I've put together on drawing the face, the human body, cats and dogs, cartooning, Disney characters, and Pokemon characters. These keep kids busy when they have finished work early. I also have some cookie cutters in the shape of the state of Texas and a longhorn for kids to trace because both of these shapes are very popular here and difficult to draw. There are also several templates for tracing circles and different kinds of stars, ovals, hearts, and lettering. On another counter away from reach of children, I have a row of bins lined up, one bin for every grade. I fill them with the supplies I'll need for that week's project, and the bins are labeled by grade, and also they have listed the number of students in each grade. I keep a note in my phone with the number of students for each grade, so I have it when I'm shopping in the art store or ordering online from home. This has saved me many times when I would be in the art store and forget to write down how much clay to buy or how many clothespins to get. The tech teacher here at our school gave me a few old iPads for students to look up references for drawing. Students have five minutes to use the iPad before they have to hand it off to someone who is waiting for it. In the far corner of my room, I have several very large art folios leaning against the wall. 
these portfolio cases are 24 inches by 36 inches, and they contain all the art projects I have. They are divided into the following categories, line, space, perspective, value, color, clay, jewelry, weaving, printmaking, crafts, which is a catch-all for anything three-dimensional, Valentine's Day, Halloween, Dr. Seuss's birthday, and artists or art movements. These folios get full and bulky quickly, and so I try really hard to file everything away neatly as soon as I finish the project and discard what I won't use again. Of course, this is always a challenge. I end up with a pile that needs filing, but I try. I also have available to the students a crate of magazine and old books to cut pictures out of and a stash of paint swatches that an architect friend donated. Finally, I have tabletop easels lined along one wall and two drying racks on another. All other art supplies are stored away in clear bins so I can see what I have. I made an art timeline that you can print out if you would like from the show notes. I made it to hang along a very long wall in my art room, but the fire marshal said no to anything hanging within a foot of the ceiling. So now I have it propped up on some cabinets and it kind of wraps around a corner of the room. I love timelines and I refer to them and the kids love to point out the art that they recognize or that they've learned about. On another wall, I have a large color wheel made of cut paper with primary, secondary, and tertiary colors. It's up all year long, except when I cover it during color theory class. Then they can't refer to it when we play the color wheel game. More on that in another episode. Above the dry erase board, I have pictures of different peacock feathers in the form of a design element. For example, the first one says line, and there's a line drawing of a peacock feather on it. The second one says perspective, and there's a picture of a peacock feather that looks like it's coming right out at you. You get the idea. I point to these different design elements as we are going through them throughout the year. I have a link to that as well if you'd like to see them. I have two bulletin boards. One is for Guess the Medium game, which I will talk about in the next podcast. And I use the other for hanging examples of an artist's work or an art movement or different examples of the project we are working on. I also have a clock with crayons hot glued all the way around it, and I linked a pic of that too because I'm very proud of it. The tables I have in my classroom are rectangular banquet tables that seat four to five students each. I like to cover them with paper so we can write on the tables. Whether it's spelling out a word for a younger child or sketching a Pokemon character, I love grabbing my pencil from my apron and writing right on the table. Sometimes we get some pretty impressive table graffiti too, and let's face it, it's great for doodling. Each table has a bin with copy paper and a packet of wet wipes. The wet wipes really keep the sink traffic down. Student supplies. Before COVID, I kept markers and colored pencils in the table bins along with the paper and wet wipes. I had to change all of that to keep the room and the supplies as sanitized as possible. I bought expanding file pocket folders for each student to keep their own personal supplies. The files go in a large, shallow plastic storage bin that I keep on a big shelving unit in my room. At the start of class, I get the bin out for that grade, and I call each student to come get their folder, which contains a pencil, 
a white eraser, a pack of markers, their artwork, and their sketchbook. I haven't decided if I'll stick to this format when COVID goes away. There are a few benefits to having a folder for each student, though. It helps organize everyone's artwork, and they are personally responsible for their own art supplies. It also helps me learn the students' names when they have to come to me to get their folders when I call their name, which helps a lot. I really struggle with learning the kids' names, but it's really important. Kids want to be called by their name. Lesson plans. I must confess that I have enjoyed creating lesson plans so much that it's the main reason I started this podcast. I've tried to incorporate design elements of art, famous artists, art movements, different world cultures, and just super cool projects I find that I know the kids will love. Each lesson is laid out on a page with the name of the project, the grade or grades the lesson is suited for, a picture of the finished project, a supply list, and instructions. And sometimes I'll just put step-by-step -step pictures if I need them. Because remember, it will have been an entire year since you last looked at this particular project. The lesson plans are categorized in a binder the same way I organize the large folios. Line, perspective, Halloween, and so on. I also have a category that I call collaborative, which includes ideas for school-wide projects. I usually do one or two collaborative projects a year, and some of them involve the older students who choose not to take art as an elective, because I love when each and every student has a small part in contributing to a large project that the entire school or community can enjoy. Lesson calendar. Since I was a graphic designer, I have access to Adobe InDesign, which I use to create a calendar with all of the lessons for all of the classes for every day of the school year. If I make myself some sort of plan that I can look at and go by, it helps me stay sane. I feel very unorganized and stressed out without it, and with it, I feel like the year is doable. My Art Apron Every year, I buy a new apron, which I wear every day. It has my name tag on it and three pockets for my keys, a pencil, a Sharpie, and some scissors. During COVID, when we wore masks, I also carried a speaker in one of the pockets for my microphone headset. I tried teaching without a mic, and I just couldn't breathe very well, not to mention the sore throat at the end of the day. I still use the mic if I teach outside on a nice day, though. I hate things hanging around my neck because it usually gives me a headache, and I found an apron that doesn't tie around the back of my neck, which I love. I included a link to it. Wearing an apron gives me the opportunity to wipe my hands on something other than my clothes or washing my hands constantly. I love my apron, and it's so funny because the kids don't recognize me without it on. Well, that's all I have for my very first podcast. Is anyone listening out there? I hope so. You can find Art Class Time across all platforms. And one last very important and adorable message. Please help Mrs. Harrison out. Yeah. Please help Mrs. Harrison out. Please like and subscribe.